Today is our harvest service and we're going to praise and thank God for all he's provided for us. For the sun and the rain and the seeds and the plants that grow to provide our food. Now deepen the roots which is that top picture there that you can probably see in miniature, I thought was a wonderful image of this child holding this big basket full of root vegetables. It's the theme for the All We Can Harvest service, and we're going to be using that theme as we go on through the service today. Now, root vegetables are probably not the most attractive things, but, oh no, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> We were going to ask you what your favourite um, type of potatoes are. If you've got very good eyesight, you'll see up there pictures of, I have to get it right, um, boiled potatoes, mashed potatoes, chips, crisps, chips, no, I've missed one, boiled, mashed, crisps, jacket, chips, and duchess. <laughs> so you've got 30 seconds to make up your mind which is your favourite, and we'll have a quick show of hands. Right, that's enough. So here we go, here we go. Boiled. Anybody like boiled their favourite? Oh, George is the only... Oh, oh. Two sort of, right, okay. With lots of... We don't, not messing about butter. Mashed potato with lots of butter on. <laughs> Crisps. Oh, no, you can only have one favourite. Jacket potatoes. Oh. I should have had somebody count this. Chips. Oh, dear me. Duchess. Well done, Eileen. <laughs> he likes roast. I sort of miss them. I miss them. I failed. Sorry. Right. Well, you've all got your favourite potatoes. Now, in this country, we have absolutely no problem really growing potatoes because we have the right amount of sunshine and we definitely have the right amount of rain. And they flourish and grow. However, that isn't the same for all countries. And all we can is concentrating on Ethiopia. And in Ethiopia, their climate patterns aren't quite as good as ours. And in fact, they go from one extreme to the other. They can have very cold and very hot. They can have it very wet and very dry. And obviously, they don't always get a plentiful supply of their harvest. However, something has actually been happening and all we can, along with other organisations, has actually been developing new seeds and new types of potatoes. And the new types of potatoes, are, they're called, oh, oh, you might get it in my PowerPoint. I need you to see this image because I wanted somebody to dress up as this. You can go down to Mr. Superspud picture. I'll keep going, keep going, keep going. Next one. Here you go. There you go. Super Spud. Um, they've got in Ethiopia, or all we can, have developed Super Spud. Now, Super Spud is quite clever in two ways because it actually has got extra nutrients in actual the potato. It gets more minerals, more vitamins growing within it, so that's healthier. And also, to be able to grow in that environment, it's got deep roots because when it's not falling from above, they have to go down deep to find the water from underneath. And that is starting to change the life of these people. All we can, which is previously known, I think, as the Overseas and Development Fund, or something like that, 
have introduced these seeds and with Super Spud, they are changing the lives of these people. Now at harvest, we can look at what we've brought already down here, um, a great supply of food. And we can thank God for his fruit and his creation. But then as an expression of our thanks, we can give something back. And this morning, you've got three ways of doing that. Number one, you'll have been given some envelopes. And these go to all we can. So if you wish to make a contribution to their work, gift aid fill the back. This is come treasurer. Um, and I would say today, probably their need is greater than St Andrews, but don't tell anybody else on finance and property I said that. <laughs> So that is one way. These we can put in the collection today or we'll be collecting them in over the next few weeks. Secondly, which most of people have already have done, we have given some food which will then go locally to the food banks. And anybody who hasn't already brought their food can do so in the second hymn, which you've now got the words to. And finally, you can also pray. Pray for these um, people and the people that are using their skills to develop these new seeds. So all I'd say is next time you eat a potato, think of Super Spud and give thanks for God for the skills that he's developed, enabling people to develop such a thing. And to give thanks that this one seed potato is spreading hope and joy and love. Now I'm going to do this talk, if you like, in two parts. And just so you don't get worried and think you're going to be here at about three o'clock, this first part is longer than the next bit. So I don't want you thinking, oh my goodness, we'll be here. But it's all right because you're staying to lunch anyway, aren't you? <laughs> Deepen your roots. When we think of the wonders of God's creation and the bountiful supply of fruit and vegetable harvest, we don't tend to praise God for the roots. Now, I don't know how much gardening do you, you do, but when you go out into a garden, you don't usually praise the roots. You usually say, what beautiful flowers, what a wonderful fragrance, what a wonderful pattern of bark, what delicious fruit, what a colourful display, yet no mention of roots. Yet without the roots, where would the plant be? Well, dead. Brown leaves, giant flowers, shriveled up, colourless and rotting away. The unglamorous part of the plant, which usually goes unseen and unpraised, is vital for that plant to grow and flourish. Without the roots, there would be no growth and no harvest. The parable we've just heard and Jennifer read has a lot to do with roots. Jesus told this story of the farmer going out to sow his seeds. Is the ground suitable for the roots to go down into the soil? Is there any room for the roots to grow? Now, the farmer in this story will be very different for the farmers today who go out in their big, huge tractors and vehicles and sow the seeds. Sow the seeds into their well-prepared fields that have been cleared of stones, cleared of weeds and everything else. He would have walked up and down, throwing the seed out by hand. And his fields would have been a lot smaller. 
And Jesus talks of the four types of seed, or ground rather, that the seed could land in. Firstly, on the path. The seed here was totally exposed to the elements. Here it could be walked on, crushed or eaten by birds. And other animals could eat it for their food. It was there for the taking. And it is taken. There was no growth because it could grow no roots. Secondly, it landed on the rock. Whenever you see some rocky ground and see bits of flowers growing in them, you tend to see these tiny little flowers sort of almost clinging to cliff faces where there has to be a tiny little pocket of soil. But where there's no soil, the roots can't grow and then they have no access to water and they wither and die. Thirdly, amongst the thorns, the seed lands amongst a thriving and established patch of thorns. So when any seed starts to grow amongst them, firstly they're overshadowed by these plants, and there's little soil left to grow. And the little bit it does, when it tries to put its roots down, they just get choked by the bigger plants. And fourthly, the good soil. The seed lands in the good soil. This soil is weed three, rock three, and prepared, ready for the seed. This is the perfect environment for the seed to put down its roots, to take up moisture, to flourish and grow. And so it does, and it produces good fruit, a crop a hundredfold what was sown, the Bible says. As with all parables of Jesus, there is often a deeper meaning. The seed is talking about the word of God, the message of God's love. And soil represents the different ways people respond to that love. To me, the parable posed this question, what type of soil am I? What type of soil are we? What is our response to hearing the message of God's love? And we're going to hear four, probably, caricatures of what people's lives might be like if they landed on these different types of soil. Are we like the path? Of course, I know all about God. I know all about Jesus. I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. I know all these things. I'm very knowledgeable. I've read a lot about God and researched the area. Well, I like to know a lot about uh, lots of different things. God's just something I know about, like I know about the pyramids, or the stars, or mathematics. It's another area of my knowledge. I don't like to get too involved, though. I mean, it might affect my lifestyle. After all, what would my friends say? I think I'll learn about Tudor history today. Um, God, uh, what, um, who's that? The seed on the path hears the word of God. 
Then the devil takes it away from them. They have no roots. Or are we like the rock? I have to tell you, it's been so exciting. I've just had this amazing time. I now believe in God and I know that Jesus loves me. He died for me. What an experience. It was amazing. He loves me. I am just so full of joy and happiness. I'm all set to follow him, to live in the ways of God. Praise God. This is amazing. A few weeks later... I don't know why, but it's not like it was to start with. Well, things haven't been going so well. I lost my job, my husband is ill, and my children are annoying. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but your faith hasn't caused all this, has it? No, but I thought it was all going to be good to live on a high to be always happy, to be close to God. I didn't think bad things could happen to Christians. When did you last talk to God? Pray. Well, not for a while. Have you talked with someone from church? No, I've avoided them. <laughs> when did you last worship God or read your Bible? Hmm. Well, not for a while. The seed falling on the rock are those who hear with enthusiasm, but the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad, and the moment there is trouble, it's gone. Or are we like the thorns? I really love God. He's very important to me. I want to know more about Jesus, learn more about him. His love has changed me. I enjoy worshipping him at the Sunday service, going to the prayer meeting, the pilgrim groups, messy church, games evenings, well-being, cafe, yes, God loves me. A few weeks later. <clears throat> How are you? I haven't seen you for a few weeks at church. Or the prayer meeting. Is everything all right? Yes, everything is all right. It's just that everything got so difficult to fit in. I work really long hours. I have to look after my wife. She's not well, you know. And then I have to fit in quiz night on Monday, singing Tuesday, swimming Wednesday, darts Thursday, book club Friday, Saturday shopping and golf, Sunday, well, I'm exhausted, so I need a rest. It's just God seemed so very important to you a few weeks ago. Well, I can't fit everything in, can I? When I have more time, I'll come back to him. I have to choose. You see, I also have to visit my family, see my friends, do the gardening, visit the superstore, go on holiday. The seed that fell among thorns hears of God. But then God is crowded out and nothing comes of it as they go about their lives worrying about tomorrow, making money and having fun. Or are we like the good soil? 
I too have come to know and love God. The more I know about Jesus, the more I want to learn about him, to be more like him, to experience more of his love. I know I'm forgiven and loved by him. He changed my life around. Life hasn't been too great recently. I struggle with my family. They drive me mad. My job is so boring and I struggle with my health at times. Yet, it is strange because although my situation is still the same, yet I have changed. God's love has touched me and my outlook is so different. Whatever I have to face now, I know I don't face it alone. God walks with me. His love surrounds me and upholds me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm far from perfect. I mess things up all of the time. But God gives me strength somehow to keep going. He forgives me time and time and time again. It's as if I am rooted in love. Whatever happens, he is always there and he fills me with such joy and peace. The seed in the good earth. Those are the good hearts who seize the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with God until there's a harvest. Now I know they're caricatures, but they make me think, how do I respond to the word of God, to God's love? What is my life like? What is your life like? Because having good roots is the key, whether we're a plant or grows or not. And having ourselves rooted in God's love will decide whether we flourish and grow. Am I always rooted in the love of Jesus? Or do I see Jesus as someone I just know about? Am I expecting my life with God to go smoothly as if God's my insurance policy? Or do I fill up my life with so many things and distractions that God struggles to have a place? Roots, the unseen and probably the most unattractive part of the plant, but vital to bring harvest. Where have you and I put our roots? May we be rooted in the love of Christ and see his love, joy and peace grow and flourish in our lives. Because as I read it, I can see there the image of that person or that seed that has been planted in the good soil. The person who has accepted Jesus as their friend and their saviour. The person who has been given strength by God's spirit filled to overflowing with the very fullness of God. And through that, they grasp an understanding of the very depth and length and width and height of God's love. That picture is almost an image of what it is like when we root ourselves in the love of Christ. A life that is planted in Christ's love grows out of that love. 
and what an amazing life that would be. As we open up our lives to Jesus, as we follow his teachings, we too can become rooted in his love. And that love is not a soppy romantic love. That love is strong and enduring. And that love challenges us the way we think, the way we act, and the way we deal with other people. The more we deepen our roots into his love and rely on his spirit to strengthen us and support us, the more we are able to share the message of his love with others. We can support others through the giving of our time and skills and talents and money. But God didn't grow us, so we became a perfect plant of love in isolation. He wanted us to grow so we could help plant seeds of love, his love, in the lives of others. Around this church are many ways in which we can do that in practical things. By helping in the well-being cafe and talking to the people there. By helping in the coffee shop and giving that friendly welcome. Going onto the streets with street angels and being a supportive presence. Working with the children in Sunday crew and teaching them of the love of God. And being heart, part of the street work for hashtag do you know him and going out onto the streets of Skipton offering gifts of love. And that's not an exhaustive list. As we deepen our roots so the harvest comes, not just in our lives, in the lives of others. And in conclusion, we've been back to that image of super spud. The potato, developed to survive in difficult conditions, and yet it can still grow and put its down, roots down so deep to reach the water that even in those places, a crop comes. So this harvest, may we plant our roots deeply in the love of God, so we too grow and produce a good crop, a crop of love which reaches out to others and plants the seeds of God's love in their lives too. Amen.